0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, and we're in Ordinary Time. This is the 24th week after Pentecost. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. So the Lord sold them into the hand of King Jabin of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Arosheth HaGolim. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help, for he had nine hundred chariots of iron and had oppressed the Israelites cruelly twenty years. At that time Deborah, a prophet, wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak, son of Abinoam of Kadesh, in Naphtali and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, position yourself at Mount Tabor, taking ten thousand from the tribe of Naphtali in the tribe of Zebulun. I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the Wadi Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand. In the time of the judges, a cyclical pattern emerges within the story. The people turn away from God do what is evil in the sight of the Lord, but right in their own eyes. They then find themselves under the power and control of their enemies. So they turn to the Lord, they cry out for help, and God answers their prayers. And through the inspirational leadership of a judge, the Lord delivers the people and sets them free to worship God, to dwell in peace in the land that God gave them. In this reading, we see the start of one of those cycles, the one that uh, God is at work at through the judge Deborah to deliver Israel. And while it is worth noting that Deborah, who is a woman and a wife, is also a leading prophet and a heroic judge through whom God acts to deliver God's people, we cannot look past the simple truth that we are caught in what seems to be a never-ending cycle of violence. Whether it is the violence that falls on and oppresses God's people as they lose faith, as they turn away from the Lord, forgetting all that God commanded them, or the violence they unleash on their enemies when the Lord acts to deliver them and set things right again. Everyone in the story is trapped in cycles of violence and all the suffering and destruction that go with it. So when will the cycle end? The answer is found already in the alternative narrative of the choices that nobody in this story makes, the choices left untaken. What if, instead, God's people remain steadfast in their fear, love, and trust in the Lord? What if they loved the Lord their God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their strength, instead of following other gods, or doing what they believe is right in their own mind? And what if the hearts of their neighbors were changed too, and they turned away from their cruelty and oppression and, and dreams of violent conquest? What if they all learned to love each other as neighbors, as they love their own self, as they love their own family, as they love their own tribe? What if instead of a judge of vengeance, God raised up and sent a prince of peace to deliver us all? out of the power of sin and death, violence, and oppression. That is what God has done for us, and for this whole world in Jesus, the Christ, who in love breaks the cycles of violence by dying on the cross. This Jesus whom we crucified, God has raised up and made him both Lord and Christ. For the cycle of violence to end, Someone had to be willing to carry the cross. And that is what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, so that we might live in peace and love and serve the God who loved us first. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, for the communion of faith and fellowship of love within your church. For who else and for what else are we grateful Merciful God of Might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the Living Lord. Especially, we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else? For what else do we pray? May the Holy Spirit fill you with new life and abundant joy. And Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen.